Welcome, you guys, to Hoochie Mama July. That's right. Your two favorite hoochies are bringing you Hoochie Mama July. With all the... F hey! I don't know where you guys are in the world, but it's hot where we at. So all the Hoochie Mama gear has been out and ready to go. Make sure you go and purchase all the Hoochie Mama gear and straddle up. <laughs> Take in this month's guests. We have some amazing guests. Starting with this week's guest, who is Hadia Barbell, the ultimate goddess. And guess what, you guys? Hadia is going to be hosting week one of the Good Vibe Retreat in Costa Rica. We are four weeks away from our summer retreat. If you haven't booked your retreat, you definitely want to. Trap Yoga Bay, unfortunately, won't be able to join us. She had to handle some stuff out here in the States. But Hadia is the ultimate goddess, and she is going to be leading the goddess training workshop to help us tap into our inner goddess. And I can't fucking wait. Yes, Hadia is a bad, bad bitch goddess. You're so lucky because this week's first episode of Hoochie Mama July, we bring you Hadia Barbell so you can get to know her a little bit more and... You guys, it's only four weeks away, so if you plan on intending this life-changing experience, it's time to purchase your ticket. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't think about it. Here's the sign you've been waiting for. If you want to get away for the summer, if you owe yourself a break, if it's time to detach from all the hustle and bustle of ghetto-ass America, book your spot today. Click the link in our bio for more information and make sure you follow at The Good Vibe Retreat so you can see all of our sexy pictures of all of our past attendees and catch all the good vibes. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, thanks, Hadia, for joining us this week. Enjoy Hoochie Mama July. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. <laughs> and I'm Mila. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Hey, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just chilling. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> my dear Scorpio friend, my God. Um, we are here in Atlanta, our, my old stomping grounds, the Black Mecca. We're still here, y'all. And um, we're having a good time. I love to be amongst my people, so I'm I'm thriving and I'm happy and I'm with my wife. Hey, and your husband and my husband. Wow, I'm I'm a poly queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking poly queen. <laughs> um, I'm really trying to master my anti jealousness. Erica has a boo too. So wow, <laughs> uh, we're just putting me on blast, aren't we? You still love everybody. I'm here with my wife. What and my the husband. fuck you are? You, you you guys talk about your love every day on the podcast. So she's not here. With anybody. Don't. I'm alone. She's, she's only here with me <laughs> and my husband. Our husband. Um. Anyway, what's going on? Anything new? No, nothing new. Just you know, living my best life here in the ATL. A little quick trip away from the kids. We have um. A mama here that I'm really excited to introduce you guys to. Um, I've been stalking you on the internet for years, actually. I didn't tell you this before we met because I wanted to share. I said I was stalking her on the internet. No, I've been following her for a while, too. Oh. I remember, actually, it's been like two years. I think, actually, the first video you, I think maybe you did send me a video of her. She was, like, smoking this elegant, like, 
smoking device of some sort. Right? She was like, wasn't she like in Dubai or some shit? I don't, she was like I, I don't in the know, Middle I East. Got, I don't even know. I honestly, okay, so our guest. <laughs> after, she was in Dubai, I she think. She was in Dubai smoking, smoking She devices. was in Dubai maybe doing <laughs> things. I know. It's so it's so weird how the internet leads you to people. Wait, and then we actually saw her with our kids. I know, I know. So this is the thing. <laughs> so, you know, we stalk people heavily on the internet. But um, this time I stalked her. I sent her to Erica. And then I was like, I want, I want her on the show or whatever. And I was like, she's looking at her hula hooping. <laughs> and then I saw her, we were in New York um, for July 4th at the African Festival. And I was like, yo, the girl's here. The woman's here with the hula hoop. She's like, what? I was like, I see her. And I was so like, the, the one that was smoking the, the thing? Yes. <laughs> and she was like, um, she was like, where? Go say something to her. So I'm so fucking weird and awkward. Like, I'm friendly, but I get awkward. Because then, you know, how do you make a re- like an internet friend your real friend? So I like went over there with Bayou. I was like. Hi. You're like, hey. <laughs> What's up? I was like, I follow, I'm your friend online. She's like, cool. It's like, okay. <laughs> she was talking to this man with like an interesting hairstyle. He had told me that he was, you know, like the African, um, like all the African festivals, all the, like all the people are there. And he's like telling me how he was um, Malcolm X reincarnated. Mm. He had a book. He was telling me all these things. So like. <laughs> so he told me all these things and I was like okay well this is interesting and then I just like kind of pardoned myself because it felt awkward and like I was stalking her a little bit which I was <laughs> but anyway today we have <laughs> hula hoop extraordinaire <laughs> divine feminine um transformation coach Emmy award-winning hairstylist Hadia Barbell thank you <laughs> <laughs> for coming after our long stockage on the internet of you. Oh my gosh, you all are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Morocco, by the way. Okay, Morocco. <laughs> I know, I knew it was somewhere. Or somewhere a long, elegant cigarette. Do, do you remember me coming up to you, like, awkwardly at the, at the African I Festival? I actually. It was pretty, it was It was brief. It wasn't anything to remember. It was last year, though, right? Yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't know you went over there. I did. I was like, I talked I to her. I just remember seeing her, and it looked like she was, like, behind multiple people. Like, she looked hard to no, get to. No, first I was like, did you see her? You're like, no, that's not her. And I was like, that is her. No, <laughs> I remember. I think someone just gave me some weed tea. <laughs> that's probably why I responded, like, You're hey. like, what? I yeah. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I was like. Someone I'm your friend online. Me. Okay, well. And I was probably like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a sip of some weed tea. Oh, yeah. That I, I need to know more about this Malcolm, Malcolm X reincarnation. because no, I remember him. <laughs> I know who he had a feather. The yeah. feather. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. So I remember that conversation, And I was actually. like, is this her friend? I was like, I need to know more. I was like, well, she seems to be. She seems to be comfortable here, so maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe he is Malcolm X incarnated. No, he, he's, he said he was Malcolm X and Jackie Robinson. It was two people. Whoa. He goes in. It Whoa. was two people he was reincarnated as. And I said, you know, shit, who the fuck am I? <laughs> you might be. He said King Tut also. Yeah. It was, it was, what the fuck? It was like Malcolm X and King Every Tut. black king there ever was in every genre? I've he known was. I've fucking known a singer. 15 years. You did? Okay. King. And he's escalated to those levels. Okay. So, wow. I mean, I think that's beautiful. I was really, I had more questions, but I was awkwardly, like, I came to disturb the, the existing conversation. And then he came with this massive information. And <laughs> I was just like, damn, well. I don't know who I was. I got to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I'm so happy to finally have you here. Actually, my homegirl, after we stalked you, Lauren Lodeville, was like, this is my mentor right now. I think you need to talk to her. She needs to be on the show. And I was like, so funny you mentioned it because do you know her? Tell her you know me. Because <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was working with her for a little while. So welcome. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Thank you. Welcome you all are show. just amazing. Oh, thank I love you. I love watching all the Instagram posts and the jokes, the laughter, <laughs> and, and, and the real stories. 
Yes. You know, like I literally click and watch the whole thing every single time. And that says a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I'm always looking at your stories. I'm like, it's so funny how like <clears throat> the, the divine, the divine feminine energy pulls you to people because literally I was looking at Paige. I'm like, I love her. I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> I connect with her. I don't know nothing about her, <laughs> but it's something about like when you know, and you have energy and then when you're willing to like follow the energy through and have yeah. conversations because your in- intuition leads you there. Yeah. I think people miss that part to forget. Like, you know, sometimes we all have messages for each other mm-hmm. and you know, you meet someone, you see someone in the, in the crowd and you gravitate towards them like honor that because mm-hmm. you never really know like what you what, what collaboration that's there what, what they have to offer you what message you have for them like i believe in that very strongly so i, I believe like this has been a long time coming and this is the perfect time for it us is. to have a conversation we were going back and forth for a few months about this yeah i was like mm-hmm. where what state are you in <laughs> i was like it doesn't matter i'll just find myself <laughs> you're like i'll be there okay. i'll be there don't worry and she did she flew in today i did I flew know. in today just a few hours ago i love you <laughs> thank yeah, you so i'm grateful okay, I, I love your work. I love I love anything that's unapologetic for women. Thank you. I mean, I, d- I want to know more about you, though. Like, I, I do follow, I, I was drawn to you on the internet, but, like, what is your journey? I know you, so let me tell you what I gathered from my, from my stalkerness. Um, I know you started in, like, the hair world, and then you started to, like, I, uh, this, tell me if I'm wrong, because, you know, the internet be lying to bitches. <laughs> and, like, you, I, at some point, you went through, like, a traumatic breakup. I know you're a mom. How many kids do you have? Three. Three children, two boys and a girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you've kind of like come on this journey and through like some tra- traumatic things or maybe that breakup that kind of led you to your passion work. And that um, also, I don't know, I just want to know your story and how you've been led here. Well, you know, um, <coughs> the breakup was just recent, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. only been like almost a maybe year. Maybe this was like an older breakup, <coughs> like when you were like, you, th- you were devastated. Mm, may have been my children's father. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what like I, s- I saw. I don't know how this my brother like fifteen years ago yeah okay. yeah something you know back then but really um, I was always kind of like on this path because I was raised by five percenters you mm-hmm. know by five percenters mm-hmm. yeah those are my parents so they were always keeping us on that path but I was always a rebel soul you know I was like oh I don't want to be cultural like y'all you know but you know it stayed in me um, but then when I was in the industry I worked in fashion and beauty and entertainment and it was a lot going on in the industry and I just wanted to stop I won an Emmy. From all the work I've done, work with a lot of celebrities, and, you know, I was never really, like, someone who fit into that world, you know, I wasn't, I tried, but I wasn't really that person, so once I got the Emmy, literally, the, the, I worked on the Wendy Williams show as her key hair designer mm. for that, and, um, and I was doing so, so much work before that, and I was just that breaking point of um, being there, and an the environment wasn't really just suitable for where I was going, and I just, as soon as I got the Emmy, I quit the same day. Wow. Oh, I said, I've done what I've had to do. Goodbye. And yeah, I was waiting for that moment. Okay. And I quit. And then I went on an ayahuasca retreat. Ah, <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, yes. I was just like, let me really be who I really am now. <laughs> right. I would go to the show and make green juices for everyone and meditate, whatever. And she was like, I don't want this hair. You know, she was like, stop this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This is not me. I need to be who I am. So I decided to do my own healing work. And I didn't even know when I was going on that ayahuasca retreat that I was going on the ayahuasca. I didn't even know what ayahuasca was. I was like, ayahuasca, maybe it's the name of a tribe. Seriously. This is like before it was popular. Mm-hmm. It was like illegal. I think it might still be, right? You know oh. I, said? I don't know. But no one, a lot of people didn't know about this. I think this was like 2011 when I went. And it wasn't like the popular thing yet. And... I just went to the jungle 
I left the children with their father. We weren't together at the time, but I left them with their father for uh, maybe about five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. He didn't speak to me after that for a really long time. But he was pissed. Pissed. <laughs> how could, how you? could you do this how to me? Leave me with the kids. How, how'd you go heal and find yourself? while I have to do dad shit. Was he, was, he, was he trying to call you when you were out there? Yeah, it was no towers for phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like this story. <laughs> and you had to go to like this room, like where everybody went in this hippie village, and they because they kept cutting all the towers. They kept cutting all the towers down. Um, from this like village they wouldn't let any cell phones they wouldn't let any cell phones um be there and um so you had to go to this room this like store and get on the internet to talk to your family like you couldn't <laughs> even have a phone call like an internet cafe yeah yeah like a little <laughs> yeah I guess it was that I don't know some makeshift place and um and I would just say hey I'm okay but I wouldn't say much and I stayed there Went to this journey. I was sitting there, you know, with everyone in the ceremony. It was literally my first real medicine ceremony. And they were like, oh, you do know that this is an ayahuasca retreat, right? And I was like, what is ayahuasca? And they were all looking at me like, you didn't know? And I'm like, no, I just booked this trip five days ago. (laughs) I was like, I just want healing. That's what I want. I want to get all that toxic stuff off of me. And, okay, Deshaun was like, well, great. You came here with no expectations, this is perfect for you. Mm. And he started beating the drum. They gave us that liquid to drink, that tea. It was so disgusting. <laughs> it was so disgusting, but I did it. And they started beating the drums, beating, beating. And next thing I know, I, I, sh- I just started crying. Mm. I, I, it's like I saw myself shrink down to this little girl. And I just cried and cried and cried for five hours. Wow. Straight. The whole ceremony. <laughs> were, were you afraid when they said this is plant medicine and you're going to go on a journey or whatever they told you? Were you? Did you? <sighs> I'm a wild Sagittarius. Okay. We do wild things, you know. Like I'm, I'm usually always looking to take a chance and explore life. You know, it could work against me sometimes too. But I am that. I am that girl. Mm. You know, and so you know that when I was in that state of mind, you know, going through my deep level, I guess it was inner child because I saw myself as a little girl and all these things that happened when I was younger and. You know, I was just seeing it all happen, and I, I was afraid of that, you know, facing that. And then when I finally came up, he's like, no, you can't put your head down. Put your head up. See the light. And I started to see the light. And then I was like, wow, life is so beautiful, you know. And then there was a message that said, no matter what you do in this, wor- in this world, everything has to be healing. You have mm-hmm. to touch everyone with the healing. Even if you're going to stay in here, no matter what you do, this is your work. It was like an initiation. And from then, I did about 22 ceremonies after that. Really? With wow. medicine. Yes. Wow. Okay. Ayahuasca, peyote, all of them. Give me the medicine, baby. Yeah. Wow. And I just love ceremony, you know, and now I hold ceremonies, you know. So that was my journey and like, really moving into that um, lifestyle of wellness, healing, and woman, you know, because when I was in the hair industry, Everyone was beautiful. I would do retreats, but around hair, mm-hmm. like hair parties and all kind of stuff. It was fun. But, you know, I just knew that woman needed a deeper level of healing. Mm-hmm. We need to go deeper. I love the hair. I love the external. But I'm like, no, there's some work that we have to do here. Because I know I have to do work. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So that was my path. So it went from there to there. But, you know, I've already went through that breakup with my, um, my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was always, I was with him from when I was 16 years old. I had my first, I had all my children in my 20s, first at 20, second at 22, third at 28, while raising a family, raising myself, raising a career, raising a husband. Right. <laughs> right. Right. 
How old were you when you, um, or not how old were you, how old were your children when you went on this first retreat? Uh, thank God. Let's see. I was, I was okay, yeah. So I, I believe they were maybe mm, somewhere around 10. The, the, young, the baby girl was probably somewhere around 3, you know, 10, 11, maybe 3, 4. Something like that. I'm just curious to know if, like, they were old enough to kind of understand what mommy was doing. Or, like, did you have... Um, obviously, now I'm sure they know exactly what mommy does. But, like, what was... How did you kind of introduce this new mother to them? Because I'm sure that they kind of... You came back different, I'm, I'm assuming. And it was like... I did. Who, who is this? Who is this? You know, it's kind of interesting because uh, my boys always kind of saw me as this interesting type of mother anyway. You know, um, but they would say, "Why don't you work with celebrities anymore? Why aren't you not? Why are you not in? You know, makeup all the time? Or, you know, I, I became, <laughs> I became real like earthy. Mm-hmm. I did. My mom was like, "Are you gonna wear heels again?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> Depends on where the spirit leads me." <laughs> <laughs> I became her. I went to a whole nother place. Uh. You know, um, my daughter was pretty young at the time, so she didn't have an idea what was going on. She was just, you know. It was my sons, but they all were always very supportive of who I am. You know, I walk around the house topless. I still do. I know it's crazy. People might think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I'm girl. topless. I was topless just this morning. I'm getting <laughs> dressed, and my son, and people may not like it, but I, hey, they, they saw me like this growing up. Someone asked me that recently. Um, actually, one of our, was it one of our friends? I think one of our, we were just at Coachella, and our friend came with her son, and I was changing, and our friend, our other friend, said, "How do you think like you have like we have to stop doing that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I guess when he gets thinks it's weird, but like I was just thinking that because I'm never gonna like I don't is that a thing to stop like it, I think we put all this pressure on boys to be like sexualized men. They don't know how to be, but it's like they are children. They fucking were nurtured from your breast. They're you know <laughs> it's so strange. I think that when you are like that, they're not as they don't sexualize everything because right. it's normal bodies to them. Mm-hmm. In America, this is what we do here in the Western world. We sexualize like everything. 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 Yeah. But like me being that free, my, my, my sons, they're like, mom, we're going to practice semen retention. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. My sons are not into any of that. Bullshit, they're yeah. all into like the higher way of being. Mm. And I believe that has a lot to do with how I was and how I still am. And they know I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm a wild mother. I had y'all young, and I'm trying to live my best life right now. I hope you understand that. <laughs> and yeah. they said, do you, ma? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like I kind of grew up with them. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I see so much of myself in you. I guess that's maybe, like, a part of the things that, like, attracted me to you, even on the Internet in ways. Because I feel like, I don't know, like, hmm, this woman looks familiar to me in mm-hmm. ways. But I think, you know, as we're, we've kind of just started this journey of um, – of like this retreat healing and holding space for women in ways we've been doing this for a while, just with the podcast that we've been doing, you know, now for four years, but this, that wasn't really our goal initially. We were just like coming to talk to congregate together and kind of just like get some shit off our chest, but it became deeply healing. And then it's just unraveled in ways that we're just kind of like peeling back the layers and seeing this bigger picture of our purpose and how we're here to serve our community and like how they're here to serve us and just like really society. And so like, you know, our kids, our daughters are seven and, um, 
I, I've had questions and I'm wondering because you're farther along in the journey, your kids are grown. And it's like, I've, I've weighed the, the pros and cons of my child having a, a non-traditional mother, mm -hmm. right? Because we have daughters too, and even boys, you know? But the society will put so many things on, on our children, on us, on, on our programming. And um, I've wondered, like, because I've had people challenge me, like, what if, you know, my daughter's name is Luna. What if Luna grows up and wants to, like, put topless pictures on the internet, internet like you? And I'm like... She's grown. And also, I'm like, she's like, what does she want to do when she's 16? I'm like, my, first of all, this hypothetical fucking question. Second of all, obviously, that's not appropriate if you're fucking 16. Second of all, like, my child knows who I am. She knows that's mommy, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to hide or pretend to, like, fit into some kind of mold. And I think in ways, for me, I feel like it's going to be super beneficial. Like, I see her now, and we turn on certain music, and I can see how she, like, moves her body and how she's in tune with the music and, like, in tune with her sensuality in ways. And I know people are going to be triggered by this comment because, like, sensuality, you know, like, applied to a seven-year-old, everyone gets very... Yeah. People... Like, like we said, over-sexualize a lot of things. But I'm, I see that, and I'm proud. You know, I'm proud that she's in tune in ways. But I know it could go a lot of different ways. And I know, like, for you, uh, with your daughter, and, and, and doing it early and going on ayahuasca retreats, like, what words of advice or what have you learned in this journey, like, as a mom, an untraditional mother to your daughters and to your son? Mm. Well, I mean, just know that that's the, it's definitely a path less traveled. Right. Understand that you are going to get resistance. You know, that's a part of the process because people are not used to that. They're not used to seeing someone um, just outwardly show that level of freedom because there's a certain role that a mother should play. You know what I mean? Like a mother should look like, how she should behave. And um, I believe that we have to um, really just pay attention pay attention to our children, listen to what they're saying, pay attention to how you're feeling. You know if you've gone a little too far with something. Right. I heard you saying that earlier. Like, you know that. You know what, you know, she was saying that earlier too. You know when, okay, you might have been a little irresponsible. Right. You know that. So, you know, you just have to always just check in with yourself, check in with the children. Um, but you will definitely get resistance. You will be called a bad mother, um, it may trigger you. You may feel like you're not a great mother, you know, but you really just have to just stay connected with your heart, stay connected with them. You know who you are. They know who you are. Have open conversations about it. But listen, be yourself. And that's what that's the message that you're teaching your daughter is individuality, because honestly, I'd rather it come from you. I'd rather it come from the mother than from the world. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. You know, because there's so much information on the internet. There's all these um, videos and these celebrities that's promoting one way. And that's okay for everyone to do, right? It's okay if they do that. But when you are, like, in your witchy mode and your goddess mode and your vegan or whatever you do, your holistic way of living, chakras and crystals and going on medicine retreats and putting the work into the community, they would call you, like, a witch or irresponsible or you're not it doesn't look like that's a mother mm -hmm. but the times is changing now and you you're at a great time both of you are in a great time i think that i'm about 10 years older than all of you yeah both of you i'm 43 yeah you're yeah exactly i'm 43 10 years older than you. it's different when i was um 
your 31 what is it you're 32 i'm 33 33 i'll be 34 in 34 june. same okay yeah i'll be 30 um 40 wait maybe i'll be 33 too right? <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's how i feel right you know i really do so it's like when i was that age yeah you know i was going through that battle with my children's father and to this day i don't speak we don't it's just we just have he does not like me because of who i am because of my my whimsical wild woman ways he sees that as an unfit mother do you think him feeling that way in ways um influenced your children to adopt those feelings um, I think that it influenced probably my daughter more than, more than anything. Why? Because she was the youngest? She's the youngest. Mm. She's the youngest. You know, and so that's why she lives with him. Oh, now? Yeah, yeah. It's a great match. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great match. You know, I raised her to a certain age, and when she wanted to, you know, she likes a certain lifestyle. She's not, it's an interesting, really interesting conversation with the daughters. It's, the sons usually are going to support. You know, I, I think about Queen of Fua. And I watch her sons, and I see her daughter. The sons are always by the mother's side. Mm. They will always support. The daughters is a little tough. It's um, because it's a certain thing that sometimes they want to be opposite of you. Mm. You know, and that's what I see. You know, and then, but it depends. Why as is they, that? It's so funny you say happens. that because I think that, I think that even in my own personal relationship with my mom, I think that in your relationship with your mother, like, not wanting to be have certain qualities that she has me like I remember my mom was saying what do you want to be really grow up and I was like not a makeup artist and she was so offended <laughs> and I was like I don't even know why I said that you know like just didn't want it I want to have my own path I want to do my own shit I wanted to like carve my own thing out I didn't want to be like the woman who birthed me and now obviously I respect my mother so much I respect her so much but there's still even there's still a tinge of like I don't want to be like that though I could I, I could relate to that. Uh, why is it like that? Why are we like um, that? Because I think it's something about. I mean, I know it's generational too, because we're just different women. I think. Too. I think I'm. I'm. I think I'm just. I've. I've always been a pretty different woman than my mom, and I think now we have. She can admit, like you've lived your life authentically, where maybe she hadn't had the space or the permission to tap into that. And for me, growing up, her not being stepping into who she was to me felt weak. I felt like she she chased my dad. I felt like she there was a lot of, you know, her wanting to be in this role and and like fighting basic shit that she probably should have released a long time ago and I held on to that. And that was and I think I unfortunately and and fortunately a part of not only the, I'm just a spicy ass bitch but just also that played a big part into who I am because I was like I'm not gonna do that I don't care if it looks good or not like I want to be who I am and no one is going to tell me otherwise not even you but I think it's just an interesting thing with daughters especially because we are women who I would say hold space for women to heal and give permission for women to heal because we've kind of uh dived into that in our personal lives and so it's interesting that our daughters wouldn't be receptive you know like what would 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 not be receptive of that. And oh my God, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's interesting to, to think that we're healing women specifically. And then the little women in which we birth are like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's to be expected. And I think that that's what we really need to bring light to. Because it's not popular. You have to understand why it's like that. If you were like the bad bitch, right? right. Just that, that look, that energy, that everything, just 100% all the time trust it would be different. I know because I watch my daughter and I'm not 
what she wants to look like or be like. Not right now, until it starts becoming more popular. So now she started seeing her friends wear waist beads, and, and she started making waist beads. She started seeing people, her friends, liking my little crochet tops and my little hippie style. And she's like, can I wear one of those shirts? I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I thought, yeah, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but she's into whatever is popular. And that's at that age when they're trying to find themselves, they're going to, they want what is accepted by the masses. And that's the reason why they're going to be against their mother, especially if you're non traditional, because you're not accepted by the masses. So it's to be expected, and you just have to keep doing what you know to be true from the heart, and they will come around because I was like that with my mother. I saw my mother. And I watched my mom growing up, and I was just like, I don't want to be like her. I and your really, mom was pretty, like, free and hippie and, and she 5 was, percenter, no? I, She was, but it was like, oh, I, I want to be sexy. Not like that. Not like, like this, but not like that. I, I want to be sexy. I want to wear little stuff, <laughs> show my body. My mom was fully covered. She went through many, and I watched her go through so many phases of being a 5 percenter Rastafarian Muslim. I was like, okay, okay. Like, you're just going to keep going like this? Like, you know, no, seriously, like, every time it was a different thing. And I was like, okay, she's on a journey. She's a, and I couldn't understand it. And then I did not see her happy a lot of the time either with men. And so, oh, man, it's so sad I'm even saying this right now. But it's like, really, like, when I think about my mom, I just feel like I didn't, I feel deeply about it. I think, I, I'm like, wow, I don't feel like any man really honored her. And that really bothers me. And so in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to be like this. Mm-hmm. So that's when we see this growing up, she didn't know better because she didn't have her mom. Her mom died at a young age. My mom had me when she was 16. I was her second child. Mm. And my mom, and I never met my grandmother or my grandfather. So that is a disconnect right there alone. You know, my grand, her, her father died of a drug overdose. In those times, that was the thing, right? And then her mother died of, she had cancer, breast cancer, and then she had mental illness. So my mom grew up young. She went into the 5 percenter from my father, they took her in at a young age. I found myself on that same path. I did not want to be on the same path, but now my children's father was a Hebrew Israelite. Mm. It was like, oh, okay, so now I'm, and so you know what I mean? So we're getting what we don't really want. And then I think about my mom, I'm like, wow. I, I couldn't, I didn't see, my father didn't marry her, but then he went on to marry someone else. That still bothers me to this day. Mm. Like he literally created a whole another family. And so now I'm now having to heal from those abandonment issues. I saw it in how I relate to men. Mm. I did. I, I, I had to really discuss, like, be honest about it. Like, wait, Hadia, this is what, like, going to other healing retreats really revealed it to me. Like, when I, um, when I broke up with my children's father, and I was like, wow, it's time to do the healing. And I was like, wow, I really have abandonment issues. And I have to work through this, because this is not good. Mm. You know, and it went back to my father leaving at a young age. My mom left my dad. I think so many of us have abandonment issues and don't even know where to start with that. Like, what what was the beginning of healing that? Like, how how does one even begin? I think first be by acknowledging that that exists. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, then what? It's um, one thing. I, we I'll can all acknowledge we okay, have our so shit, then, but then what? I know for me, I was sitting there. I didn't know it was happening because I was just going through the process. And I know that in my relationship... I was with my, my ex-husband for 12 years, mm-hmm. from age 16 to 28, in a whole, like, cult. And that's what I call it. The five, oh, the, uh, the, the Israelites. It was crazy, okay? And I went through that. That's why it's a lot part of my journey of why I do this work. Because Can you explain? I don't have no idea what Israelites are. What yeah, it is. what it's is a whole it? thing. It's, it's like, like this, what's the belief system? like? That if, I mean, 
you know, that they are um, the true, the, 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 the real people of Israel. And it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't even, I blocked it out so much from my head. But what I'm going to say about it is that women, they usually go after women really young. Mm-hmm. And they're able to manipulate. manipulate their minds. You are property to them when you do to that. To the men. But the, you are definitely property to them. You are only there to serve. They can have many wives as they want. Uh, and you you're have only, to. You're just there to submit. And they get you. They only go after the woman when they're young. And then it's like, if you're not going to join us, you're going to die. Mm. This is going to happen. You need to be a part of this for when the world changes. And we're the chosen people. That's usually the, you know, pretty much the ideology. with a cult. That's mm, what, yeah, right. the ideology. It's all cults. If you don't join us, this will happen. And then when you're like someone who's younger, who's a young girl, and you want to feel like you belong to something, you will. It doesn't start off like them telling you that. It starts off as a nice-looking man, mm-hmm. and they get taking your heart, care of you, and they're taking care of you. So mm-hmm. they do things that your father wasn't there. If you had the father in your household, it would never happen. It would never. They can't get in. But because there's something missing, you want to be a part of something. They're like, yeah, you're my wife. You're like, ooh, I belong. I'm, I'm cherished. Oh, so that's so tapping into that those abandonment issues is just like heat major for you. Yeah, major. And so I was in it. I was in it. And, and I think a lot of women and a lot of people, like we said, have those abandonment issues. And it's funny that we're having this conversation after Shanisha left, because one thing that she said that we we didn't get to like elaborate on because we were beginning was that like she was like talking about a relationship and like I. I like being told what to do. She should, I, I, that guy was really jealous and really crazy, but actually I like being told what to do. And we were like, huh, huh. <laughs> I never how to be like, bitch, what? <laughs> but like in, in ways women do, you know, we, 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 we are forces to be fucked with, you know, but if we find a masculine energy that can submit us and sit us down, we are happy to submit. But I think that's where you have to be really careful because you have to be, you have to love yourself enough mm. to know that when you are letting the right person in to lead in that way, because there are so many bottom feeders um, and, and that appear as gentlemen and appear as woke humans or appear as leaders. And I think that's where like these these religious cults come into play. Yeah. And they, uh, girl, I was looking, I went on a deep dive on the fucking nature boy fucking shit. Oh, God. <laughs> nature you boy, you said? Yeah. He's this cult Nature leader. boy. Yeah. You know him? <laughs> no, I just... Oh, is someone named Nature Boy? Yeah. <laughs> but girl, he... I thought he was calling it a type. He's out he here, called, right? Was he in Atlanta? He was Nature out here. Boy. He got arrested or some shit. He, he's from New York, though. He's some kind of cult leader, but our friend went to his... <laughs> his friend, my friend was in his cult for a while. You, wait, you guys... What's the name of the cult? I don't know. Nature, Nature Boy? Boy? I, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the cult, but he went to prison recently. He's got, he, he got extra... He got... Ex, he got ex, like how do you say like extradited out of like Hon- 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 Honduras. Honduras, a couple places. But um, you know the the point is, and I know like people may be at home listening, laughing right now. Like that won't happen to me, or that's crazy. I know more than one friend who got swept up by different sects of different religious cults, and I think it's just it's it, even me. Like I'm not saying I got swept up by any religious cults, but like I. I I was dating this Muslim guy mm-hmm. who was like dickmatizing the fuck That's out of me. That's what I was going to say. I was waiting for you to say that. Dickmatizing mm-hmm. the fuck out of me and was Muslim and was like. Fake one- Muslim. 
of course, fake Muslim <laughs> was like, you know, wanted a virtuous woman and like, um, you know, a woman. The things he would tell me, I was like, doesn't that sound kind of crazy? Like, that sounds like a, you want a puppy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But even in the contrary, I was getting sucked in. And as I was getting sucked in, I was like, this is absolutely crazy. He's going to fuck up your world. I could, I could hear myself. <laughs> I could see it happening. And also not, I could not, not do it. I was like, I got to check off this box, <laughs> you know, even though I knew that it was absolutely crazy. And I'm such a free bitch. Like I would, I could never conform into a box. It would only last for so long. You know, I had to get the shit slapped out of me for it to be like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Look, literally he slapped me. <laughs> <laughs> you had it, you had, no, literally he did. He slapped the shit out of me. Oh, and I was like, oh. <sighs> okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> that was spirit. That oh, wasn't oh, him. No, no, girl, that wasn't even it. I still continued to fuck with him after that. This is, <laughs> This is me as an adult. Like, this is, like, last year. This is not a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not that healed, you guys. And and I consciously went into it knowing. I said to myself, I said, God is testing me to see if I'm really ready. And I did it anyway. And the last time I saw him, you guys, he, I don't know what the fuck. He was a little crazy. But he was, like, saying something disrespectful to me. And I was like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. And I swear to God, I never saw him again. Ooh. The good Lord. <laughs> removed this Muslim, fake-ass Muslim, so quickly out of my life. But he creeps up in my mind because I'm like, my psychoness, like, wants it a little bit. And it's like even being a free woman and being like knowing my passion, knowing my purpose, knowing the things I'm supposed to do, even I am like, how did this happen? How did you get so basic for for eight months? <laughs> but but it's, it's just like, as women, I think we do in ways search for safety and for love and, and, and men will like, will men can seek that shit out. And if you haven't like poured into your well and you haven't figured out who you are and you haven't honored who you are and you haven't said, you know, no matter of a shadow of a doubt, this is what, who the fuck I am. And no one can come in and fuck that up. Even after I vowed to do this, I still got fucked up. So it's just like, I think, I always say this, there's an attack on free women and there's an attack on wild women. And when I say wild, not like in this freaky like sense, but just like women who are honoring their true nature mm-hmm. um, because it's like the imbalance in the world trying to fuck up the, the purpose. <laughs> Sorry, the natural process of nature yes. is a wild woman mm-hmm. who is connected to that. That is the, the natural flow of nature. That's all. And humans are always trying, trying to obstruct the natural form of nature. So they're going to try. They're going to start with the woman. Every she is the greatest force on earth. Every time. The most power. Of course. Go for her. Go for her. Yeah. And yeah. especially having kids with someone who doesn't believe that same way. That, like, like you said, there is nothing more hurtful than someone telling you you're not a good mom. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, even, like I said, Erica says something to me, and I was, my feelings were hurt. Like, even though I know this is my friend, like, when someone comes for that, and you, your fangs fucking come out, because you're like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? You know, because, like, that's our number one duty. Like, I think that, you know, that's our, our birthright in ways. And so when people attack that, especially the people you have babies for, yeah. you're like, damn, you just saw me lay on the table and push this motherfucker out of my pussy, and you gonna disrespect me like this? And especially <laughs> if they're not present. That's the part that really gets me. You're not a good mom, but wait, you saw your daughter once, one time in the whole year of the pandemic. So it's, and it's like, and if you are now trying to um, juggle everything that you have on your plate, you are going to drop the ball somewhere. Right. Let's just really normalize that. Right. Because what's been happening is that 
like this I can do it all thing. Like I can be the boss and do the household and, you know, be the the lover and the teacher and, you know, make the nice lunches and you can't show up to the PTA meetings all the time. You can't go to the park, go to the There's no way. You're going to drop it. You're going to forget about the doctor's appointment. Oh, my bad. I, can't, I even forgot my, my own doctor's appointment. <laughs> it's normal. And I think we need to normalize and have these conversations more so that you don't have the mom guilt all the time. And then someone else is trying to throw that at you. Oh, you fell short here. And they, they might be failing this class. Hey, I did the best I could. Hey, if, if, if the other party wasn't present, what do you expect? So when someone says that, so if I hear it from him, you're not a good mom, or you didn't do this. You, I said, okay, so when is the last time you took her to the doctor's appointment? But did you ever take her to the movies? <laughs> Once? From the whole 15 years? Of, you know, and then it's interesting enough, um, somehow, it doesn't even matter. Somehow, the, ch- the daughter specifically will still gravitate to the father and still look. Do you think that's because things. women just gravitate towards the male, male energy yes. in general? It's, and it, in general, whether it's that. whether it's positive or negative, whether it's fatherly yep. or not. Yeah, they want it. And mothers always. When my mom left my dad, I was angry with. I gave her such a hard time. I gave her so all year. Even though you knew she wasn't happy, she wasn't happy, and he was cheating, and he was doing all kind of stuff to her. But it didn't matter to me. It was her fault. Mm. So I, I, I made her. I punished her because of it. Mm. I did. And you then, you did? I did. Why? Because you felt a way that she wasn't like accepting you. With, like, no, like, like, just, like, like, you don't see all that I'm doing. It didn't matter. She, the father should be here, and it's your fault that you left him, and now we have to suffer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I'm suffering. Now I'm hurting. My dad is not here. I grew up with mom and dad. So now it's your fault. It's always the, always the mother's fault. Mm. Always. You know? And so, um, that's what, but what I do know is that. I am, out of my mom's six children, I'm the most like her. She always says to me, I live vicariously through you. <laughs> I gave her the most hell out of all of her children. I mean, I really gave her, I ran away, the boys, oh, I gave it to her. But I came into my own. And all the work that she was teaching me and the, the products that she uses on her face and all those holistic way of living, I was like, ugh, can she just be normal? I do everything right now that she taught me. The meditation classes that we would go to, I'm holding them. Mm. And this is why we just got to stay the course, no matter what. Just stay the course. They're always, we're always watching. The children are always watching. They are. They always, I th- and even, like, I think about me and my relationship with my mom, like, coming, the, the, the full circle moments and the coming back around. I want to I talk about more about just the, the classes that you do hold and, and these workshops and things that I see on the internet, you on the beach and hula hooping and, and all this amazing <laughs> feminine like, divinity up. that I'm seeing on the gram. Like, I get glimpses of it, but like, what, is, what is the work that you do for women? And, um, and I guess what is how did it how did you besides like obviously the, ret- the plant medicine experiences how did you kind of fall into this work okay so um as i said before um i was working in the hair industry for a while and i would host a lot of events i was always into bringing community together because i was raised in community i was raised in the five the five percent nation nations of gods and earth there was a rally every week i i was used to having people around when i was in the hair business i would host hair parties. I would call it crowns and cocktails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I used to make these wigs that I call crowns. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a sample sale for hair. I worked in New York City. There was sample sales all the time. And then uh, someone walks in from the New York Times and she just like randomly walks in one of my events. It's like, you're going to be in the New York Times with this. 
And I was like, wow. Okay, so mm-hmm. I got into the New York Times, like on like that's a big deal in New York to get into you. Like you have to have a publicist. People try to pay you to get in there, and it's just like naturally it was always happening for me. I never had a PR. It always happened, and so they were like making this big deal about me doing these events with women and hair and everything. And I was just like, you know what? I was always online speaking my truth. I was at, I was empowering women through transformation. That's what I do. So the work that I do is always in transformation. But I wanted to express myself and come out the closet. Come out the closet. I was in the closet. Like, so there was this whole disconnect between this, you know, really fabulous world. I'm, I'm in the red bottoms. I had breast implants. I had all of that. I was full on ready for it, you know? <laughs> full on. And I enjoyed that world. But as I started to um, connect more with the inner me and wanted to heal, I started to let go. Then I started to speak my truth about it, speak what goes on in my heart, speak about healing. Um, and I decided that I wanted to start holding space for women for that purpose. So I started to combine the hair and then the healing through movement, through dance, through meditation, through moon circles. And I was always building community behind it. And they were, I didn't even really want to do it. Like it wasn't like a, a, a hardcore thought. It just kind of like had to happen. Mm. You know, it was like I was always talking, always connecting people together. And they were just like, when are you having something? I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we won't just have something for hair anymore. We'll do it all now. And so um, I I was always going to retreats. I learned. I learned from different leaders. And then, you know, I just started doing my own. And it started off really, really small. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. You know, and people showed up. I was like, just donation. Hardly, you know, because I was practicing. I was learning. I was doing it for hair, and but I wanted to go deeper and just listen, give, give a woman a space to speak and to talk about their, their pain, to release it in the ceremony. Cause, and because of my experience in being in ceremony, I kind of knew the format of it also. But then it just started, um, it started growing and growing and growing, and then I started going on these experiences. I was in Thailand, and when I came back from Thailand one day, I couldn't sleep. I, was in the, I woke up in the, night, in the middle of the night, and I was like, I don't want to do this hair stuff anymore. I want to have my work completely healing. I want to open up a healing center in New York. And I was like, oh, do I want to run another business in New York again? No. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm the healing center. Mm. And that's how, and I just wouldn't sleep because of the time difference. So I was jet lagged. So I would wake up and I'm like, God, it's glow up. It just came in a dream. And that's how I created it. And I didn't want to just create it for me. I wanted to create it where I brought other leaders, other women together, because I knew that we needed that, um, that sisterhood. And me growing up, I was a weird, a weird young, young lady. You know, I used to wear glasses, thick ones. <laughs> I'm legally blind, actually. Mm. And um, so they didn't have the technology they have now with contact lens. I, when I wake up in the morning, I don't see. I don't know what that looks like. Everything is a blur. And growing up like that, and um, in 5% of clothing, where the skirts were all the way down to your ankle, your head was wrapped up, and the glasses, who am I? Mm. Who am I? I'm like, why am I even in this body? Like, I was like... Not happy. You felt dis- you felt disconnected from your body? I felt completely disconnected. I didn't even know who I was. I was like low self-esteem. People would laugh at me, tease me all the time, you know. And so I was able to now have a space <laughs> where people can just be themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you know, express their creativity, you know, be in their truth. And I just kind of was just being myself. And that opened up the way for women to be themselves. You know, and then also 
what I didn't, what I saw was that there was a disconnect. Like there was this thing, like the conscious community, only certain people would fit this look to be a part of this group. I never fit the look. I was always wearing hair, you know, like my designer stuff. I was always kind of boho with it, but I always mixed it in. Like right now I have on Gucci and then I have a skirt from India. Like. So as I get older, the one thing I will not skimp out on is good, comfortable bedding. Okay. Bedding, robes, pillowcases, those are my shit. And I have found the best bedding of all time, you guys. It's by Brooklinen. They are luxurious, but for half the price. Don't believe me? Check out their 100,000 reviews. Yes, they have 100,000 five-star reviews. That's right. Bring the spa to you with Brooklinen's extra thick, extra cozy, super plush towels and robes, or their luxurious mulberry silk eye mask and pillowcases. So gift yourself or someone you love the comfort they deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code GMBC to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code GMBC for 20% off. Brooklinen, the curators of comfort. So, you know, in the beginning of 2020, Erica and I talked a lot about microdosing because it basically saved our life. Amen. And you hear about it a lot with psychedelics, but you don't really hear about people microdosing THC. But now Lumi has brought to you microdose of THC. And let me tell you, it takes the edge off. Less anxiety, more sleep. Just a happier me. The microdose gummies are delicious. They help me sleep. They help me get creative. They help me get into the zone. And honestly, I don't know what I'd do without them at this point. Sometimes I need a break from smoking. And Lumi Gummies has been the best solution for that. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdose.com and use code GMBC to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in this show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code GMBC. Hmm. Trying something new can be intimidating. How have you been caring for yourself lately? Whether it's taking longer baths, going on evening strolls, or indulging in midday naps, pair your self-care ritual with Calm and take your wellness to the next level. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. It reduces stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improves focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com GMBC, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, and new content is added every week. For listeners of our show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com backslash GMBC. That's right. Go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash GMBC for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com backslash GMBC. Happy meditating. 
it's kind of like if you didn't have this like natural look, <laughs> look, look. No, you're not a yeah, part of the no, community. No, if you're not. You're talked about. Oh, you're fake. And then I had boobs and everything, so I don't deserve healing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I created a space for women just for that. And then spirit just worked through me. I started to just get more and more great at it. Mm-hmm. And um, and it just started expanding and expanding and expanding. And I was able to use my gifts of transformation and work it into these women's circles, these retreats, you know, everything that I'm great at. I'm, I kind of seasoned it up and created my own thing with it. Mm-hmm. And then I started teaching people how to do the same. Mm-hmm. And offering value, learning about the feminine, learning about healing. And then I started to get to know myself more. And it, beca- it made me become a greater leader. You know, I started peeling back the layers. I got really extreme with it, too. <laughs> and, you know, that really happened. No, it happens sometimes. We have to talk about that. It's like when you first get into, like, getting to know yourself, you're like, you're judging yourself the same way they were judging you. Right. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. Like, I was like, I, I, want, I want these breast implants out. Took them out. And then, like, now I want to delete every picture on my Instagram with, <laughs> with the boot, with the breast. No, I did. I did. Everything that I was just, like, so, like, sensual and, you know, it was, like, boobs out, hair, everything. I would just archive everything, even to this day. Maybe you might see a little sprinkled hair in there, right. but it was like, I'm not her. I don't know her. Do you still feel, do you feel that way? No. Nope. But I'm not the full expression of that, so you're not going to see that. It's going to be confusing. Mm-hmm. But so now I'm, like, I went to this phase where I just t- would put my hair back. Be natural, be, and then I'm like, look, I like a little bit of this. <laughs> I like, right, a, little I like a little bit of that. Right. I've learned to be balanced with it, and it was a time where it's like completely extreme because I want people to respect me for this. But then I had to just learn to embrace all of me and get comfortable with me. And by sharing my journey so authentically, that's how I was able to build that tribe. I didn't even know I was doing it. I was just being truthful about my pain, about my journey, about not being accepted. And there's a lot of people who feel the same exact way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you said that because I think about just even the people that are listening right now and feeling like, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people that listen and are like, I'm not like Erica or I'm not like Jamila or I'm not like Hadia. Like, how do I, I can't, like, I don't, I don't fit into this space. Like, I can tap in and listen, but I, I don't know how to adopt these things in, into my life because I don't fit the bill. <clears throat> and it's like, I think a lot of, I feel like a lot of women feel that way, especially if they want to tap into the healing community, because there is this kind of like persona, this like, like this thing that you, that, that you feel like people present as in order to fit in. And it, it doesn't escape any sort of community. It doesn't escape the healing community. It doesn't escape the beauty community. Oh. It doesn't escape any fucking community. There's always kind of like a mask of some sort. But I feel like even, you know, even I've had to feel, I've, even I've had to stepping into this healing space and stepping into this idea of me being a retreat leader. Um, like, do I fit the bill? Am I like judging myself like am I like am I earthy enough for this or am I (laughs) am I like do I moan loud enough or do I like there's even in 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 the in the process of me leading women I'm also judging myself at times and guide and trying to work through things but I think like the beauty of the work that we do is that like not only do we get to help other women but ultimately we're healing ourselves too it's almost selfish work in ways um it's selfish, but obviously it's not, but it is, it's, it's self-serving 
And it should be because I think like we have to feel we have to fill our cups in order to kind of, you know, fill the cups of other people. But that healing doesn't look diff- doesn't look the same for everyone. And it always looks different. And you can be wearing a fucking Beyonce wig and be a top notch meditator or you could be have the biggest titties in the world and, you know, lead an ayahuasca retreat, you know, and it doesn't necessarily take away from it doesn't take not necessarily it doesn't take away from what the goal is, which is to heal women, to heal yourself, to hold space for people. It doesn't take it away, but I'll tell you, you are definitely going to be judged by it. Absolutely. And no, that's the you thing. Will. And, and that's why people are triggered by that. You know, you're, you know, because like you said, first of all, I want to say, I love your retreats. Let me just say, I just been one of actually, before I even go there, let me say both of you, like <laughs> I watched you. it. I'm, I love it, and I'm, I'm proud of both of you for really stepping into that space because a true leadership is really being your authentic self and opening up the way for other people to do the same thing, for other women to do the same thing. And that's what I see. So, that, so when we're judging ourselves, we're like, oh, am I great enough or am I really this leader? You are leading. You are leading by being you. That's what they came from. If you were trying to, like, if you were signing up to uh, this, uh, what is that, like, this, like, uh, course on how to be a leader and you were following it straight you know chapter one chapter two okay I'm certified leader now mm-hmm. no you're certified because you showed up right mm-hmm. because you showed up just like that badass look at the name good mom bad choices <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's original that's what people want they like that that's like wow that's out the box and so all the people who are gravitating towards that are out the box just like you, and they want a place to fit into that. Mm-hmm. They want to fit into your world. Right. Like, oh, wow, there's, there's more like me? So it's great that you're doing this, just so you know. Like, no, you know. I mean, I'm, I love what I do. I'm just, I'm just, basically, I'm just saying is that, like, it doesn't, it's not one size fits all, essentially. And, like, I don't think any re- retreat leader shows up totally healed and ready all the time. Perfect. Like, and knowing all the answers and having all the answers. And, like, I just show up at these retreats as, like, this healed person, like, that has it all together. Bitch, No. No, I'm just a vessel. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, like, healed. But they think that, though. No. You know, like, people will think that, and they'll get disappointed when they see that you're human. Yeah. You are also human, you know? I'm super grateful to have, for all of us, to have created a space that is um, just true to being not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, no one could come to us and talk shit and be like, bitch, I didn't say I knew everything. <laughs> you know, and that's that. what I'm gravitating. That's what you see in me. So when you said that you were gravitated towards my energy, that's what I see in you. And because you, you just said something that I just love. I just fell in love with you a little while ago. You just said, <laughs> you said I'm not even healed from that. He was just like, I'm <laughs> not healed from what. That's why. Do you understand by you saying you're not healed? That is why people are going to want to come to your experiences. I'm you would not. think that you have to appear to be healed. No, I'm not healed. Okay, but my hair, link in the bio. <laughs> I'm not healed. I'm not healed. Link in bio, join me on the retreat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not perfect, bitch. Do you want to come not be perfect together? Let's be Let's imperfect. Figure it out. Let's be imperfect together. Yeah, no, no but real. And they will come because but, you're being, you're, this is I lying. Mean, that, I mean, that's why I would come. You know what I mean? That's in that. And, I, I don't want to go on a retreat with a bunch of bitches who think they're perfect. Or that's too much pressure. No, too no, much pressure. No, that's too no. much pressure. I'm going to be performing. I'm not going to be able to be myself. I'm not going to be able to, you know, unwind and scream and have my titties out of the jungle. Like I'm not. Like I'm going to feel like I have to be performative. 
I also think that's the beauty of us um, just being in this time where we have the unique opportunity to, I mean, like you have had an experience where you've been a part of like these very rigid cult-like religions, which for me, I th- you know, religion has some, has some good, you know, but I think um, putting people in a box and saying this is wrong and this is good and this is how you'll get to heaven is just not healthy, you know, like... <laughs> Just let's just start there. It's not good, you know, because not. we're all here to we're all gonna fuck up. That's you it. Know? No matter what you believe in, Adam and Eve, everybody fucked up. Yep. Like, let's be clear, you know, nobody's perfect. And I think um, I, I always say, like, the religion is being true to yourself. The, the religion is like mm. letting spirit guide you, yes. and 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 that, and and saying I'm flawed, I'm fucked up. Like, I'm not perfect, but I think that is the testimony that I've I've failed, I've faltered, I've cried, I've loved the wrong nigga, I've been addicted to the wrong dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I did a wrong dick. I have, and now I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm working on it. I'm trying to have healthy love, and I'm trying to figure it out. And it doesn't need to look like that. It doesn't need to look like that bitch over there. And and, and it may not even look like what I thought it was gonna look like. You know, like maybe I'll have two husbands, you know, maybe he'll have another bitch on over there. You know, like I, I don't know what that looks like. Are you like. open to that? I am. Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, okay, that's so what I was trying to get to. So I'm trying to get in your business too. I know. No. <laughs> I, Cause I felt that. I was like, okay, let's just go there. Cause I'm like, I, you, can, you can ask me anything really. It doesn't matter to me. I love that. You know, because like, we're, we're open books, but yeah, like I'm, I, I, I am working on, um, just dismantling the idea of what a, the, my family dynamic may look like, what my potential husband may look like. You know, I do want to be kept in ways. I want to be a wife. I'm domestic. I could cook and shit, but I don't want to do it all. And sometimes I want you to get the fuck away from me because you're going to get on my you nerves. Go like, go. You know, and then I'm, I'm in a relationship with someone right now who's like very non traditional and, and, there's all these things that are coming up that I love this person, but there are things that I'm having to relearn and like, you know, we're not monogamous. And then sometimes I'm triggered. I'm like, I'm so jealous. This is not for me. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm stressed out. <laughs> like I'm, I'm over it. Let's not do this. But also it's like, how much do I really like, how much is it really bothering me? Like, do I still, do I still love you? I do. You know what I mean? Like I would much rather a nigga tell me, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be here and go see this girl. This is who it is. want to say hi. Hey girl. All right, hit me when you're done. You know what I mean? Versus so many niggas having affairs with coworkers and secretaries and friends. I'm not with that, you know? And, at the, and I'm, I'm conditioning myself to learn to love the honesty. I like that. I like that you're conditioning yourself that way. What uh, about you? What's your, what's your take on, on the monogamy or the, the marriage or the family structure? Listen, it's like whatever is the, it's the best dynamic for the two individuals. It's not a one-way thing. And honestly, there's a lot of women in this world, and it's not as much men. I look at nature. I just, we have to be honest. I know that the Western culture have taught us that (coughs) it's one man to one woman. I know that this conversation is triggering to, you know, the traditional family dynamic, the traditional relationship dynamic. But we have to be honest. I know, because I, I know married men, and they're my friends, and they always tell me that they're, Always, I'm like, he was like, you think I'm going to really be with my wife all the time? <laughs> and I'm, I'm she like. She thinks so. I'm like, she, she's like, and I said, did you tell her? He said, yes, I told her. And, I, and she, what did she say? She said, no babies outside of the marriage and no diseases. But okay. <clears throat> and I said, okay. Well, as long as you told her. I mean, I think that people just need to be honest, both men and women. Because sometimes women don't want to, <laughs> you know, he might not want to stay with this one man either. Just have an open, I think it's communication. That's where it's at for me. I don't have a, listen, if there's a, a great man and he's 
doing really well in life. <laughs> and he got his stuff together and he wants to build. And he has a woman. I'm like, let's all sit down and get this bag. Like, let's have a conversation about this. But she has to know. We all have to know. We all have to be mature enough. We all have to be spiritually, emotionally mature to handle that. And that's the issue here. A lot, a lot of people are not. And that's why they sneak and hurt. That's where the and pain lie. comes in. It's lying and hurting and it's unnecessary pain. You may not like it, but at least you know it. You know what to expect. You might as well just like try to work together. Yeah, I, I just think that everybody should work together. I say the dream work, the teamwork, let's do it. I agree. I'm here for it. I'm not, but, but, but a deserving man. A deserving Now you have to be, the man has to be a great leader for that to happen. And I think we've been very, um, we've been polluted on what like uh, di divine masculinity looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, we, what we think it is and what it actually is and how it shows up may look different than what we thought. It may not be Jason Momoa because that's what I hoped it would look like. But it's not, you know, this looks like all these different things and like honoring that and honoring what, what really feels good to you and not what it looks like to other people and just just doing that. And for men, too. I think men have a hard time being like, oh, if I'm doing this, maybe you'll do this, too. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, that's right. what the issue really is. That's really the, that's issue. the issue. The issue is niggas can't That's why they got to sneak. And you be the perfect wife waiting for me when I'm done running town. You just have everything, my food cooked. Be able to rub my back when I need it and be that comfort, that nice, stable home. They want to always come back to the stability of the loving Me home. too, nigga. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? I want to come back to the comfort of my safe home too, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After I went to Colombia. After I went to, yeah. I did some shit. Dominican Republic. But now I'm back. Because those niggas is fine over there, too. Not just the bitches. <laughs> and they're cheap. They're affordable. F affordable goddess treatments in the DR. Is that the next retreat? Wait. 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 <laughs> wait. So. Said, okay. Well, sometimes you, if you, you, you pay gotta for, pay for, for what, what you want. want you know? <laughs> Ask for what you want. Pay for what you want. Look, nigga. Not just men. Women, I so fully I, support you paying ooh, for what you okay. want. Affordable goddess. So, are we calling it goddess worship? Goddess yeah, worship. We had an, we had a goddess worship experience in Costa Rica. And me and her. We shared um, a man. A worshiper. Yeah, we shared a worshiper. He worshipped us for one night after. Actually, it was after our retreat. After we, two weeks of retreating, we were drained, and we had been around so many women, and we were we knew a man, and we said, "Hey, we said, hey, we deserve to feel like goddesses. Can you do that for us?" And he said, "Absolutely." And he came over, and he delivered. And we cooked breakfast the next day and rubbed our feet. We didn't pay him, but... We didn't. We, we paid for his cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his breakfast. And it was... Yeah, and that's a nice maybe, exchange. Maybe, maybe we'll give him $100 next time. I well, I will give that man... Actually, let me not say that because yeah, he's, he's really, really going to yeah, come for it. Relax. I'll, he's, he's, he was deserving and he respected us and he, was followed, he did exactly what we asked him to do. So and, and, and we laughed and we joked and we pumped each other up and I manifested $4 million and she mm. pushed my hips and she said, eat her pussy. That's my friend. And I was like, woo. And it was great. <laughs> and it was a beautiful, harmonious friendship experience. And I love that. And yeah, I think, I think, you know. I love that. Eat her pussy. That's my friend. <laughs> yep. That's a nice t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like a crop top and you put the arrow next to each other. Oh. <laughs> oh my god do we need best friend shirt oh my god <laughs> eat our pussy that's like the amount of merch ideas we've had on the show that have not, I, <laughs> yeah, i'm always thinking about I, uh, like creating businesses out of these conversations I, oh, every Wait, time i feel like it would be a hit hey eat her pussy that's my friend well before we get out of here i would wow. love for you to pull a card adia 
That's a book too. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? You're right. No, eat her pussy. That's, that's my, my friend. friend. How how to how, how to manifest in multiple multiples? <laughs> Manifesting Wait, multiples is very powerful. Multiples. Oh, see, the, see this. This is. Girl. Yeah, and manifesting multiples. Yep. Multiples of everything. Of everything. I literally was like four million. First I was like two, and I was like, no, we need two each. Four million. <laughs> I, it, it was great. <laughs> I'm coming on the next week. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> the three of swords. What do we have here? The three of swords. Heartbreak. Emotional pain, sorrow, grief, hurt. Um, when the Three of Swords turns up in a tarot reading, it signals that you are feeling deeply hurt and disappointed. You're, this is me. You're, <laughs> I'm not healed. Um, your heart has been pierced by the sharp blades of others' hurtful words, actions, and intentions, and they have inflicted intense emotions of pain, sadness, grief, and heartbreak. These events are often unexpected and come out of the blue, making them even more painful. The Three of Swords is also about an emotional release. When you have suffered a major setback or loss, now is an excellent time to have a good cry. Mm -hmm. Expressing your sadness is part of the cleansing process, and letting it all out will help you move on to better times. Allow yourself the opportunity to experience these emotions, no matter how painful. Cry, shout, scream, or moan. Or moan. At the top, I added that. At the top of your lungs. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to express your anger or pain, as this will help the emotions flow through and out of you. I mean, I think that's pretty spot on for all the things yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Just even the pain of like, you know, maybe like our, our children not fully understanding us. Yeah. And then also as saying how important it is for women to scream, yeah. let it out and release that pain and all those things. Like every time the cars be Never doing thing. Every single time. Do you, do you uh, relate to this card? I mean, um, yeah, I'm still healing as well. You know, this haven't been, hasn't even been a full year. And it's like, I'm trying to date, trying to let somebody in. And I'm like really resistant. So yeah, I could see that, you know, that's with that. And then like, you know, being a mother and a daughter is a bit like, she's non-traditional, not saying that, but like kind of like gravitating towards her dad more. Yeah. Those things are kind of like, they touch you. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel right now with my daughter. I'm like, I wish it was a better connection, you know, but you have to just give that time. I think everything is a process, even us, even how we show up, even us coming into our full, you know, selves. It's, it's, it's nothing is perfect. And like the internet will make you see like, look at her hula hooping on the internet. Everything's gravy over there or them doing this or you're traveling. And even in, you know, your purpose and in your healing. And as you heal, like we are healing too. Yep. And shit is not always easy. It's not always greener, but I, I am grateful that we're all committed to doing the work. And to talking about it and yeah. being testimonies to, you know, shit not always being beautiful, but worth it. So thank you, my, my, my sisters and my friends from the Internet and, and all over for like for really, you know, congregating and flying in and all these things to meet some strangers that stalked yeah, you on the Internet. <laughs> it, doesn't, it never feel, it didn't feel like that. And just, just even in this moment, this feels like sacred space. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This feels like really close. It feels sacred. It feels cozy. You know, it feels like sisterhood. And when we could be vulnerable and, and really, like, speak about our pain, say, hey, I'm not healed. This is what I'm going through. It's, it's, it's a greater, um, just a greater opportunity for all, for all of us to heal. 
when that happens like that. So no one has to put on a mask or have to appear to be like you are on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to like, oh, they know me from Instagram. Let me be like that. No, right. no. I'm just like, this is real. Right. This is my pain. This is what I went through when I was growing up. This is, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's just nice to be able to like share. And I hear someone else says, hey, I'm still healing. That to me, it connects. That it's a humanity. Mm. It's human. Like mm-hmm. humanity connects to people no matter where you are on this earth. Just be human. Right. And it will always connect. You can always connect at that space. Yep. You know? Because we all experience shit. No matter where you came from, who you are, what color you are, parent, whatever, we all go through some shit. Yeah, we are. So we all experience pain. So thank you for having me here. Thank you for for having me here. Can you tell our our people where they can find you? Wait, 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 wait. We didn't do an affirmation. Oh, do you have an affirmation? Okay. Okay. We got one. I know this is going to be good. I have a feeling. (sighs) So this is what we must say um, that we should say especially when we're going to, through a transition. And this came to me when I was talking to a friend of mine about the breakup that I was going through at the beginning. And um, he was saying to me, well, are you sure you don't know what's on the other side? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to let this go? And then I said, <clears throat> I am open to my next level of elevation, no matter how it may come mm. or whom it may come through. I surrender. I am open to my next level of elevation, no matter who, how it may come or who it may come through. I surrender. Ooh, I love that. I got to get that on camera. That's what that affirmation. It takes everything off of me. And I remember I was telling my friend Chef Aki about that, and she was like, "Ooh." That's scary. That means you're open because it is. That's because when when, when, when you surrender, that is the number. Literally, like I just wrote about this. Like that that prayer is the prayer that people are most fearful of because they know that one comes with the shit you don't want to detach from. That one there makes you have to detach from the shit that is maybe not good for you but comfortable for you. Wait, hold on, I gotta get that. Excuse me, what's your name? I'm sorry, Ray. Ray. Can you please record this part? No, it's all, it's all re- Oh, you mean on your no, phone? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, want, I want this part right the here. The media queen. The, the, um, I am open that part because you're breaking it down in a way that I really wanted to hear. But I, I, I do. I think, I think that, that statement, that prayer is always like, give me what is best for me no matter what it looks like. When you, even when I know when I say that shit in secret, like alone, I'm like, okay, bitch, you're ready for the change because it comes with absolutely releasing even the things that are toxic but comfortable because we attach to things that are comfortable, even when they are toxic. But when you welcome that prayer of surrendering, that is when the shifts happen. It's usually literally be careful. It's don't be careful. Do it. But it's like like a four to seven day period. Because, (laughs) Because you think that you know how the healing is going to happen or you think you can control it or choose it. So I want to say that affirmation one more time together. Cause that's a, it's it just it's so healing every it's time true. I say it and then I hear more people saying it with me I'm like let's do this work, <laughs> all right one two three, I am open to my the next, next level of elevation, elevation no matter how it may come or who it may come, may come through, through, I surrender. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, love I surrender. And right there is out of your hands, and it is done. And, and so done. it is. So it is. So it is. And then, and then when, and then when the universe opens up for you in that way, and people fall off, and people come in, you have no choice but to honor it because you you asked for it. You said I surrender. I surrender. And you said no matter how it may come. And you know what? It's times where people think that they 
like, oh, I don't know why, why this happened with this person or why this person ghosted me or cut me off. And it's like, because well, they no longer served you. You just said you, you just said it. You said you were open level. to whoever and however it looks. Yeah. Right? Or that next new love in your life. I'm like, wait, I didn't know it was going to come to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's this? Yeah. I didn't who's ask for this. This is what? not what I He's for. short. This yeah. is not what it looked like. <laughs> or, or, Why you got that crop top on? Or he's another race. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's but true. You, but you said you was open no matter how, how it may come or who mm-hmm. it may come, come through. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's yep. true. It's it could true. be a woman too. <laughs> I'm just saying. You just, say, you just said I surrender. I surrender. It's true. It's true. Oh my God. Okay. Well, tell our people where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Hadia Barbell and at Goddess Glow Up. Hey. And all of her information will be in the description of this episode. And you guys know where to find us goodmomsbadchoices.com. Um, we have a retreat coming up. You don't want to miss this shit. There's a lot of shit happening over there a lot of healing, a lot of screaming, a lot of moaning in the jungle, a lot of titties out, um, a lot of <laughs> sisterhood, a lot of new friendships that are being created. So please join us in Costa Rica. We have two dates. We have uh, Trap Yoga Bay joining us week one, and we have uh, Sexual Essentials joining us week two. It's going to be bomb as fuck. And um, also rate and review this episode. And of course, please join us on Patreon where we have all the secret, top secret shit that we don't tell everybody because we tell everything, but not everything. (laughs) Patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. Bye. Bye. Bye.